In this presentation, we will take a look at an example of car and truck expenses with relation to a sole proprietorship reporting on a Schedule C. Here is our example problem where we have entered data into our Schedule C from our example worksheet. So our example worksheet is going to be this item. We're imagining that we've gotten this worksheet from a client or from our bookkeeping system. We have it in two formats. One format is just the income statement. So we have this income statement and then we have these yellow items that we were concerned with that we were going to look into. Now we've already considered the cost of goods sold. So I'm going to say I'm going to unyellow that item. And we've entered this information now into our system. And our strategy was to make first sure that we tie out to the net income on the income statement. That's our strategy. So our net income is here. If we look at our income statement that we put in, 43217 were correct and now we note we're going to say how oh, yeah it's right but i know i've got all these yellow marks meaning i'm going to go in and i'm going to fix these one by one as we go through we've already fixed the cost of goods sold we didn't have to do anything we just added a, a schedule here because it didn't change our cost of goods sold number up top and now we're going to consider this item of course the automobile expenses we also have this in a trial balance format and i want to put it in a trial balance format just so you can see the balancing concept of it so some tax preparers might use this method or you might just make your adjustments over here. Either way, you want to make sure that you're doing this in some type of systematic way so that you can basically feel good that you've, you've tied everything out and the some type of balancing method is really useful to do that. So then you're going to go over here and you're going to say, here's our automobile. Now note that we already had this amount in it, 1,038. And we're going to consider that that's going to be some of the actual expenses. We're going to imagine that if we go into the data, that it's, it's going to show that that's like paid for gas and this and that for the car. And possibly we didn't add all the expenses there, right? We're going to say that that's some of the expenses. So we're probably going to say, let's use the mileage method instead of these actual expenses because it might work out better because we know we had a lot of miles driven. So we're, we're going to say, instead of using this number, we entered this number, in other words, here you can see this number here we did that we forced it to work even though we're probably saying hey we're probably not going to use that number we're probably going to use a mileage method we didn't go in and do the mileage method as we did the data input because we first wanted to tie out to this net income and now we're going to go back in and say okay i'm going to fix this number or change it to whatever's best and i'm going to do that in one systematic way after i've already input all the other numbers so we'll go in and say okay well let's say we're going to have a mileage method now we've made the adjustment in the software. We're going to depend on the software to do the calculation. We'll see the calculation in a second. We'll go into the calculation, but just note that the number of course is much different than what is on our books. So the number is a lot different than what we had in our books. Doesn't mean that this is always going to be the case that once we do the mileage method, it's going to turn out this way. What it probably means is that in our books, we didn't have all of the expenses that are in there in our system. And maybe we were depending on using the mileage method and therefore didn't track the information as much as we could have. In other words, we might've been putting some of the gas and oil and repair whatnot on our personal uh, credit card or payments rather than in the business account because we're depending on the mileage method and just tracking the mileage and then just recorded for whatever reason, some of these items into the system. And therefore this number might be too low. But in any case, we're going to be using some other number if we're going to use the mileage method. And so this number is going to have to change. Now, as we enter this just from a record keeping standpoint, of course, now our net income is off. And so we're going to have to make this adjustment in a systematic way going back and forth from our records to the books. We've made one change 
to the books, we're going to have to go to our records and tie that out systematically. First, let's take a look at the calculation. If we go into the vehicles worksheet, what do we need? We need the date placed in service. It was placed in service. We're going to say at the beginning of the year, we're going to say it's a truck. We're going to say the total miles. We need the total miles for the year, not for the life of the car, but for the year. So typically, we ho hopefully we have the ending miles of last year and we have the ending miles of this year and we could subtract them out the beginning and ending to get the total miles, hopefully. And then we have the business miles. And this is the, the key number because that's what's going to be calculated based on using that and the mileage and the rate method. That's what we're going to use. So that number, then uh, we should have supporting documentation for. And that's when you want to be logging everything in if you, uh, if you can. And you, one way you might do that is to track when you're going on trips typically or when you do the traveling. And then you might be able to track using MapQuest or some kind of driving direction system to give you the miles for that trip, to give you the, the types of logs that you're going to need. I went here, I went there. Here's the mileage for that trip and give you some supporting information for the number we have for the business miles. So we're going to then say uh, we could estimate too, of course, if we had 15,000, we say, well, about 80% is business times 0.8. That would be the 12,000. Or if we have the 12,000, we know divided by the 15,000 total miles, that gives us our 80% of business. So that's going to be our rate. Now, if we're going to take that then, and we're going to multiply the business miles time. And remember, business miles doesn't include the commuting miles typically. So keep that in mind. We got the 12,000. If you get audited by the IRS, that's probably one of the things they're going to look at. Did you include commuting miles in your business miles? Because you shouldn't have. And, you know, that, that might be something they look into. So if we multiply this out and we say this times the 0.545, that's going to give us the 6,540. So that's the 6,540. That's not the number here. It's a little bit different. So we'll have to go back and see what that number is. They're also going to break that out between the depreciation portion, which is 25 cents, and the operating portion, which is 29.5. That adding up to the 54.5 or the 3,000 plus the 3,540 adding up to the 6,540. Worksheets will typically give the actual method too. Because if you're using software, they're going to compare the two and possibly take the higher of the two. Now, in our method, we're going to say we don't have the, all the actual costs. That's the problem. Clearly, all the actual costs aren't here. And that's probably me on purpose because maybe they didn't track all the actual costs because they're going to depend on using the mileage method, which is part of the reason you might want to use a mileage method because it's easier to do. So we don't have any actual costs right now. We're not going to fill that out. And so we have our information. Also note, that we had parking fees and tolls. So you want to track parking fees and tolls because apparently because you get a deduction for those even if you're using the mileage or you could. So we're going to say that of this number, 300 of it was parking fees and tolls. So now we're going to add that. We're going to add that to our number. Say, all right, 300 of that. That gives us 6,840. That's what we're using here, 6,840. So that, of course, is a lot better because it's a bigger expense or deduction reducing, in our case, it's not always going to be that way from a mileage to an actual method. But in our case, it's, it's better for us, but it reduced our net income, which is now different than the net income on our, on our worksheet. So now we have to log this into our worksheet somehow. I'm going to do this with a trial balance so we can see the balancing method. And then we can also kind of give the assumption of what's going to happen. And then we'll see how you might do it just if you're doing it by hand on a worksheet. If you just have 
the um, the worksheet, the income statement, you could do it that way as well. Either way met works. And so we'll go over here and do this. And we're going to say, all right, this number, in essence, needs to be this number. So we're going to take out our calculator and say it needs to be 6840. And it is, if we go back over here, it is minus uh, the 1038. So we need 5802. So is the difference. I need to increase this by 5,802. I'm gonna do that with a journal entry. Again, if you don't know journal entries or, or you don't wanna deal with journal entries, well, I'll show you another way to do it as well. But the journal entries are a good balancing method. If you can get the full trial balance, including the balance sheet and have something in balance, then that gives you one way to, to balance. If you're not used to that or don't like that, then you could do another method as well. So if we enter this in the system, then I'm gonna say that the auto it's going to go up by that 5,802 and that gives us a record. So I can say, why did that change happen? Well, it happened because of that journal entry. And so then it went up to the 6,804. That ties out to the 6,804 here. So that's what we want. And then of course our net income should be changed as well. 37,415. Uh, and that gives us the 37,415. Now you might say, if you do a lot of accounting, you're like, well, what is the other, where does the other side go? I'm going to assume then that this number is, is approximately correct. And that that was actually cost that happened or close to it, an estimate of it. And this number is too low because the rest probably came out of the owner, the owner paid for it. So we need to take it out of equity or maybe a loan due to from owner. Cause what happened is the owner, we were imagining the owner kind of loaned the money to the company by paying business expenses. So we owe the money back to the owner. So I'm just going to take it to equity right now, just to be in balance, or you can have a, a, an account called due to from owner or that would be an account that would say that uh, we owe the owner money because the owner paid it. But equity is kind of the same is, is similar in that equity is the net value. So we're going to take it to equity. So just, but just realize the logic on, on that. Where does the other side go balancing? Well, we're assuming that the owner paid it, right? Even though it's not actual, but it should be approximating what the actual is. That's what the number is supposed to be doing. So the other side will go there and then we'll be back in balance. So now we're back in balance. Now, if you're just looking at the income statement, you're not going to do that because you don't have the balance sheet. So you don't need to know what the other side is. You just need to make this number be what it should be on the mileage method. So we've done that. I've changed this from this number to this number. And then I just want to make a record of that. I, if I do this by hand and I have to have a do this with a piece of paper that just had the this revenue income statement, then I'd have to go down here and cross out this number and rewrite recalculate this out, add this up and calculate it out to be the 37,415 now. That's why it's probably useful, even if you're not using a full worksheet of trial balance, to put it in Excel, because that'll make it a little bit nicer. I can I can go up here and just change this number and log it in somewhere and say, okay, this with this increase from six this increase to six thousand eight hundred four from uh, one thousand thirty eight uh, using the mileage method. We we probably want to log that in somewhere in some way, and it would be nice to do so on line by line. You could also do it down here and make your adjustments down below and say, here's the adjustment. Uh, it would be 5,802, right? That we made to net income based on the mileage method. Um, so it gets a little bit more messy 
when when you don't have the balancing of a trial balance you have to mark that up some way i would still use excel and come up with some system that you can mark this up and if you if you change the number in the in the actual uh, report you want to mark it off and log it log it down and make sure you have another copy somewhere so you know what the original number is you know what the change is and that's why the trial balance is so nice because you can have the original number the change and the adjustment to it but uh, if you're not if you just want to use a an income statement then you can you still need to log that in the nicer you log it in the nicer it is for you to go back to it three years later if you get audited and know what you did the nicer it is to your supervisor the nicer it is to your uh, staff if you're working with the, the staff and the nicer it is in audit because we all know that presentation counts you know so if the, if the auditor sees a nicely presented worksheet they might assume just by the niceness of the worksheet that it's done well too so that matters as well in any case we've got the 3415 and that's going to be our new number uh, 37415 and the 37415 this adjusted automatically of course with excel because we adjusted this number and then that adjusted this number just because excel uh, had the formulas in there to make that adjustment happen